0: Welcome. Uh, Good morning. My name's Raj. I'm one, if you don't know me, I'm one of the elders here at Jubilee uh, Church Teesside, along with uh, Gavin and Simon. Soroush seems to always kind of come off the tongue as well, but, you know, we'll get used to that. Really miss him. He's doing well. They are doing pretty good out there, so more about that later. So we've got a lot to get through over the next 25 minutes or so. Um, as we come to the end of this short sermon series on see I am doing a thing, what jubilee is all about, what bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone everywhere totally encompasses. That's what we're going to be doing this morning. Um, Well before and over lockdown, we have been stirred by Isaiah 54, haven't we? Uh, A prophetic, that's how I read it anyway, a prophetic call to face. Enlarge, this is the message version. Enlarge your house, build an extension, spread out your home and spare no expense for you will promise soon be bursting at the seams. Do not be afraid for your creator will be your husband, intimate relationship with God. The Lord of heaven's armies, a powerful God, is His name, Jesus. So, two weeks ago, Gavin reminded us, didn't he, of what God has purposed for us, His vision for this church, or God's vision for this church. This essentially is a reworking of the Great Commission, for those of you who are sharp. We're not doing anything new here yet. Yeah, we're not inventing the, reinventing the wheel. What was our uh, vision statement? bringing, taking, taking out. The church has left the building. We've heard these things that been said to us over the last few months. Um, everyday missionaries, church without walls, bringing, you get the message, the joy news of Jesus to everyone, everywhere, in everything we do. Gavin asked you the question, didn't he, uh, two weeks ago, are you in? Important. This isn't a supermarket church. You don't come here to get what you need, although that is available too. We're not a supermarket church. And then last week, Simon brought to to us the soil, the space, if you like, for you creatives out there, the soil, the space that God is creating, what people bump into, if you like, when they bump into Jubilee Church or come into contact with you and me Wherever we are, our values, values that as we live these things out together, make up what's called the culture of the church. God is doing something new. Do you see it? I still have the email from Kirian, which prophetically inspired me about the importance of changing who we are, or of being more and more what God is calling us to be. She Remember at the end, she asked a question, what do your hearts sing about, Jubilee? What is at the tip of the spear? That's values in a nutshell. What are there, four of them? We recapped this last week, didn't we? We rejoice. We rejoice. Smile. Um, I love the message version of our Isaiah 61 prophetic mandate. The message version puts it like this, rejoicing all the way to give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes, I like that, messages of joy instead of a news of doom, a praising heart instead of a faint weak spirit. In fact, Isaiah 54 kicks off with this very same sentiment, our God is a rejoicing God, sing, burst into song, shout for joy, God says, yes. I like the who, who's saying yes up there? Is that you, Sam? <laughs> we also welcome everyone, don't we? Because God is love. It's not just that he loves, he is love. We want people to feel at home here. If you're new to this church or relatively new to the church, we want you to feel at home here. This is your home. So we welcome. Next, we inspire, not like a boss over, over his workers. Brum, 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 brum but like a good parent over his beloved kids, a fathering and mothering where my ceiling becomes the next generation's platform. Yeah, that's what we're about. And finally we go. There's no other direction of flow. The church is not an end in itself, but the launchpad for the kingdom to make a difference in Teesside, this nation and the nation's. We go out from here. We know that, don't we? And so today I want to speak to you about our spotlights. Remember them? Spotlights. Um, Our focus areas, if you like. These are the things that um, you will hear me and others refer to over the coming years. These are the main things for the moment that we feel God has particularly called us to do. So, with the overarching goal of bringing the joy news of Jesus to everywhere, uh, to everyone everywhere, with, uh, as a church that rejoices and welcomes and inspires and goes, these are our mission focuses, if you like, our God-given mission focuses for the immediate few years. So firstly, as a rejoicing church, we want to encourage prayer, worship, and life-changing, spirit-empowered reading of God's Word to saturate the whole of this church. That is so important because Jesus is the main thing. I loved how these guys have risen to the challenge, of, um, to, to the moment of leading you all in worship. Beautiful harmonies, beautiful harmonies that draw me more and more into the presence of God. These are the first three spotlights. Some of you might be thinking, okay, that's good, but what are we really going to do? These are the things that we're going to be focusing on. I think Jeremy phrased it perfectly a few years ago. If you want to be fully on board with all that God is doing through the church, you and me, we have to be totally in love with Jesus. You know what? It's not hard to be totally in love with Jesus, is it? It really isn't. Um as Karen and Karen passionately prayed out there in tongues with all her heart, as Jill brought that passionate interpretation. You know what? It's not difficult to worship Jesus. If you're not a Christian here this morning, you too can worship this beautiful Jesus. Ask somebody about it. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the nations, uh, let the nations be glad. Let the whole earth tremble. That's what we sang, didn't we? For you... Oh, our God, King Jesus. The Bible teacher R.C. Sproul once wrote, The complaint that church is boring is never made by people in awe. Think about that. I have nothing to say and, and do unless through intimate engagement with Jesus, he tells me what to say and do. That's the case with all of us. I love how Jeremiah puts it in his prophetic book. When your words... He was a teenager, by the way. The teenagers have gone. He was a teenager, by the way. There's no limits. When your words came, I ate them. I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord Almighty. God. The The prophetic words of the past... And the future prophetic words are important to us. I'm so grateful for the prayer backup that many of you give yourselves to. In the background, many of you, I love how you're communicating that with us through WhatsApp and different ways. I love how you are stirred by the prophetic, by the prophetic and rooted in God's biblical truth. Prayer is so important in the, in the context of God's truth. Thank you for that. From next month, we'll be back together, as Gavin said, praying together. I can't wait for that. Worship, prayer, and love for God's Word are an outer measure of an inner joy. That's what I've noticed whenever I see different people. And that's what I've noticed whenever I've had highs and lows in my life. Over lockdown, I believe God has been releasing teams of worship leaders, new faces, new, or rising up to new challenges to raise other teams of worship leaders from all backgrounds and cultures. I believe God wants to teach us more multi songs. We have some amazing multilingual people in this room. Oh, no. <laughs> I was talking about you, yes. Uh, <laughs> I've loved watching Andy learn Middle Eastern songs. I've loved how powerfully Dave Gibson once again led us. Well, last time he led us for the first time ever. I've enjoyed families leading worship on Zoom. More, more, more. You worship worship leaders, I believe this is a season where God is releasing you to bring people on the bus, as it were. John Piper puts it like this mission exists because worship doesn't. Think about that. Mission exists because worship doesn't. Worship, though, is ultimate, not missions, because God is ultimate, not man. When this age is over and the countless millions, if not billions, of the redeemed fall on their faces before the throne of God, missions will be no more, but worship will be forever. Secondly, as a welcoming church, we want to particularly focus in these next um, few years on building what I call a multicolored family, and that's just not—that's not just uh, ethnic multicolor. An extraordinary welcome also to new people, and through our new missional hub, this amazing building, which faithful, faithful guys are, you know, letting us use as uh, with with all the freedom that we want. Um, I believe God is calling us to broaden this welcome, Jesus' welcome across Teesside through the planting of multiple sites, local outposts of heaven, if you like. And the more I think about this, the more I think about this, family is key here. That's the thing that people are going to see most of all. That's the thing that I love most of all about this church, family. Family relationships are powerful environments for change. I came from an Indian family where we didn't often say thank you. Charlotte knows this. In fact, in my culture, when you ate someone's food or you received someone's gift, just the act of eating it or receiving it implied all the thanks that was needed, that needed expressing. In fact, after your meal, if you burped loud and clear, it was that was considered even greater praise. So we all did. These family traits, you might, you might probably understand, didn't go down that well when I got married and had kids. But family changed me. In fact, in fact, still I probably don't express thanks and gratefulness enough verbally. There's still more to change. I need you more than ever. We all need each other. God has put each and every one of us you into a family of brothers and sisters a multicolored family of brothers and sisters from all over the world all different walks of life different ages different stories different scars and past and Jesus intent this is the reason for it Jesus intent was that now through the church you me and everybody here might Display the manifold wisdom of God. And that word manifold in the Greek, polupoikilos. Do, do you want to say that all? go gone. A bit louder. Very good. Um, I don't know any Greek. That's about as much Greek as I know. Polupoikolos. It literally means many colored. Lots of colours. Words used to describe. Um, uh, Many colors in a painting, for instance, or particularly the many colors in a fabric, threads. That was the conclusion that Dr. John M. Perkins, a black minister and American segregation activist, now in his 90s, who came to faith at the age of 27. That's what he thought. Subsequently, he experienced over his life decades of racial violence, death and imprisonment in America. His brother Clyde was shot in a Mississippi, uh, by a Mississippi marshal when Perkins was only 16. He was beaten and slandered. He fled to California due to racial threats. He had every reason to hate white people, to carry unforgiveness long-term and look for revenge. Instead, this is what he says, and this is as an encounter with Jesus, there is no institution on earth more equipped and capable of bringing transformation to the cause of reconciliation bringing us together than the church. That was his conclusion, but we have some hard work to do. We do, don't we? If you're not a Christian here this morning and you care about diversity and anti-racism and all the stuff that happened with George Floyd over over a year year ago, don't dismiss Christianity. This is a fact. It is the most diverse, multi-ethnic and multicultural movement in all of history. Google it. That speaks for itself. Acts 2.42 describes the beginnings of the early church, doesn't it? A thriving, welcoming, growing church family of many nations. They needed a church (coughs) who would be devoted to helping others, especially new people, skeptical people, searching people, marginalized people, different people, people whose lives were not all together or what we think is not all together, or you might have a problem with, I might have a problem with. That was the early church. Making Jubilee more and more a place of extraordinary welcome means making this place their home. Their home. Our brothers and sisters to explore, discover, enjoy, make mistakes, and make friends. You're already good at this Jubilee. This is a very welcoming church. That's what I saw when I first came 23 years ago. Your love, your acceptance, your welcome. Well done. Oh, I just, I just thank you, by the way, in case you were wondering. Watch that. Had to write it down, like. If you're relatively new to the church, this is a place to step in, step out, and step up. Make Jubilee your home. You are welcome here. We are all so excited about the journey that God has for you in the future. And the kids... And kids and our Ignite group, you are key to this too. They can't hear me, but maybe some of them might hear the recording whenever I get around to doing it. You are our family. They are our family, aren't, aren't they? Gavin, Hayley, Julie, Jen and Jodie, all the teams involved in that are so good and committed to this. Thanks so much for welcoming all of you our younger people in. This is all of our jobs as it were, how you can plant seeds of encouragement and joy into the lives of these younglings is essential. How do they bring God's transformation to you? They'll change you too. This missional hub you see in Stockton is all about broadening these rejoicing, welcoming, inspiring, going family communities across Teesside. We want to broaden that. God's building something new in Middlesbrough, to the east, maybe Redcar, who knows? To the farmlands, maybe Stokesley, who knows? Keep praying. God has promised us buildings, plural, not buildings singular. We know that, don't we? We need to have faith for that. One large church, multiple smaller sites. That's a big change for us. You get what you pray for. I've been but what is it, God, that you're going to be doing new over these coming years? Some of you will find this process tough, but we are in this together because Jesus has bigger plans. Prayer everywhere, everyone worship, the Word in everything, a multicolored family, extraordinary welcome to new people and skeptical people and exploring people, and this Yarm Road missional hub extending Jesus' welcome across side. Next up, we inspire. We inspire. We want to inspire everybody here to do great things for God. This involves leadership and discipleship, doesn't it? The word disciple, actually, in the Greek. Mathetes. Do you want to say mathetes? <laughs> Very well done. Um, the word disciple in Greek, mathetes, Describes a student, a follower. In Jesus' time, it was for the teacher to pursue his, uh, it wasn't for the teacher to pursue his passive, unmotivated, distracted pupils, but rather for the pupils to pursue their teacher. We need to think that through. That's why Jesus didn't recruit his disciples with bags of goodies and entertaining show and lots of stroking, but rather he commanded them simply to take up their cross and follow me, even if it meant leaving behind family, fields, and fortune. A together community thing, looking to encourage and support and challenge and grow one another into followers of Jesus, Mathetes. That's how Jesus did it, didn't he? Listen, we all lead in some way or other, even if we don't have a badge. We have influence. God has made it so with each and every one of us, both in the church, in terms of responsibility, and and the community as well, and as well as out there in places. We live and breathe and serve and work. We want to equip you in every way we can. Your community groups, and hear this, is the main place to grow, to share your experiences, to develop leadership, accountability, to grow in your gifts, to be encouraged and encourages. And I don't just mean the meeting. That is important, the gathering. But it's the relationships that form and work out into the rest of your life. Pastoral care and releasing disi- uh, releasing discipleship in this church comes through primarily community groups. So if you feel this is your home church, join one today. Ask one of us about it today. Contact us through the website. Get stuck in, serve it. Don't just see if it serves your needs. Without you, something is missing in the church. This encouraging and inspiring, this encouraging and inspiring crosses The big ponds that surround this island too. Doesn't it? We have influence there. God has made it so. Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And nothing will be the same again. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria. We don't like Samaria. No, Jesus sends us into Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God is doing great things in the nations through your prayers and generosity and involvement. Through Michael and Mabel's apostolic team in the Volta region of Ghana, reaching into Togo and Benin, the gospel is really changing lives. I speak to him at least every couple of weeks. It's fascinating what God is doing through you. This year, they embarked on their second cohort. There's loads of things, but I've just picked two. This year, they embarked on their second cohort of, a, of their two-year School of Leadership program, gathering men from all over the Volta region, from 15 men and women, from all over the Volta region, from 15 churches. They've just finished their first two-year program, and they're embarking on their next two years of School of Leadership but the big news is that together we've managed to secure the opportunity of establishing a compassion base and school in Ho directly related to the City of Grace Church. That's ginormous. I'm, speak- I'm speaking just on Tuesday to Evelyn from Compassion and Michael about it. This is exciting. Ultimately, this will take 200 plus kids from primary school right to the end and beyond, kids from probably some of the most poorest backgrounds in the world. However, for that to happen, we need to raise, not we need to raise, they need to raise, um, but we're with them, 30K for an extension of their building to house that strategic base. That's nothing really compared to the kingdom impact that it will have long-term, and for generations to come. We, along with other churches and individuals across the Christ Central family, will make this happen. We will. If you want to contribute to that, we'll have a special fund specifically for you to, to donate to that. Um, more, more news about that in the future. I know a lot of you will want to donate to that specifically. Also, continue to pray uh, and financially support Sarush and Mafash and the kids, as they increasingly take on more and more responsibility in their new church opportunities. We are investing in our global church family jubilee. We inspire leadership and discipleship in our church, in our communities, in this nation and the nations. That's what we're about. Finally, we are a going people going with the gospel of light, especially into places of darkness. And there's lots of dark darkness around. I loved how Gavin shared the story of the woman that Jesus meets at the well. She is a moral outcast, a gender outcast, a racial outcast, a cultural outcast, a social outcast. And Jesus says, can we be friends? That's what a contrast community, an upside-down kingdom does. I'm just looking at Alan there. That's what he does because he loves Jesus. That's why we want everyone to make friends and ultimately try Alpha, where 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 they meet Jesus. Jubilee, let's make this next Alpha the biggest one yet. Let's not be lazy or a little bit sluggish as we're getting back into things. We want to be inviting people to Alpha now for October. This week I've had three excellent conversations with people I work with. Yeah, I'm praying that they will come to Alpha. More conversations next week. Let's bring it up. Let's engage our friends and the people we're involved in not embarrassingly, not apologetically, but confidently and enthusiastically. For those of you who've been on Alpha, you'll know it's so much fun, and people are yearning for spiritual, yearning for answers, yearning to consider out-of-the-box answers. COVID has really heightened that yearning. This time, we're going to be taking our whole Salaam group on it with they're non Christian friends. So invite your friends' salaam group. Yeah. And we're going to be translating it for them in Farsi. It's the first time we've done that. We want them to get the gospel. They already get the gospel, but we want them to get the gospel more to the point where they will see that this is a going, going gospel, extending alpha. Jubilee, Paul says to the church, you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone all over the world. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of your ministry in everything you do, written not with ink, but with a spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts who love God. Mission and mercy is key to this going too. Mission and mercy. You'll be hearing a lot more about that um, through our Christ Central family over the coming years. If you haven't watched the devoted talks and um, seminars, please get on with that. I'm gradually getting through them. We are a people who remember the poor. Krishkandaya writes Biblical discipleship and care for the most in need go together. Loving and serving Jesus means loving and serving those in the margins. You know that. It's in your DNA. I know that. God is calling us to go more and more, though, into the margins, serving, praying, befriending, giving. This is about connecting the church, you and me, to the poor. But it's also about bringing gospel declaration to the many things that we're already doing in terms of serving some of the most needy on Teesside. That's going to be a key focus, bringing mercy and mission together, bringing all the stuff we do with disadvantaged people and the gospel together. We've gathered a team already centered around the Hope Foundation led by John and Sue uh, looking at how to build bridges for people, for them to walk across and encounter not just compassion. That is so important. People are not projects, yeah, but also we want them to encounter Jesus. We are praying for that fruit to spill out into Alpha. It already has. You've heard the stories, those of you who've been on Alpha. We'll be looking to gathering a similar team to build friendships in our Open Door Project too. Through football, through toddlers groups, through Safe Families for Children, through the Genesis Project, and anywhere else you guys are volunteering um, in. I'll encourage you, keep doing it. Spread yourselves wide. And even through individual acts of kindness and prayer, we want to establish a culture of everyday missionaries bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone, everywhere, especially the poor and the marginalized. That's an emphasis in the Bible. So there you have it one overarching vision statement, four we values, and 11 spotlights. So get on with it. No. These are things we're going to be looking at, concentrating at, giving our resources to over the coming years. This is our together mandate. This is what we're going to be encouraging you to continue to give to. If you're not sacrificially giving to this regularly, preferably by standing order, that helps us steward things better. Will you consider starting? If you've joined us over lockdown, for instance. If you already are giving regularly, Will you prayerfully consider giving more? I know these are difficult times. It calls for faith in action. All the information for all of that is on our website or on the welcome desk. I know you're a generous church. You've always been a generous church. In fact, that was the thing that also stirred me more than ever when I first joined 23 years ago. Keep going in God. So, Jubilee, are you in, as Helen prophesied a few months ago, like the horse in the in the gated field, are we going to continue going round and round in the circle that we've been going uh, in, or are we going to break out? We're going to break out. Yeah. <laughs> are we going to just continue to restart things our way, or follow Jesus? Better. The Lord wants the church to knock down the fences and break out. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Yes. Will you break out of your walls and reach out to those that are crying and dying? I saw a bleeding heart in a garden today. It reminded me of the bleeding heart of Christ for you, His church, your hearts, my hearts. That's what she prophesied over us. Some months ago now. Are you in Jubilee? Because if you're not, you'll have Gavin to deal with. (laughs) Let's pray. Oh, if the band can come up, that would be great. Thank you, Lord God, that you are good. Lord, I thank you for the things coming up. Baptisms. New life in Jubilee Church. I thank you for our kids Out there and in midweeks, I pray, Lord, that you will be with them. I pray, Lord God, that you'll give more and more workers for the harvest. Really important. I pray, Lord God, for our welcome, our new people. I pray, Holy Spirit, that more and more people will come through these doors and encounter the joy news of Jesus from the local and from all parts of Teesside. Lord, I pray for our up and coming Alpha course. Lord, have your way. I pray, Lord God, that even now you will be putting names of at least five people on every single person here to invite boldly, courageously, enthusiastically on the 11th of October. Lord, I pray for this food bank collection that we're going to be um, doing in a few weeks' time. I pray, Lord God, that we release lots of things that are needed by the community around us. I pray for great working with the faithful, faithful people in this church. Come, have your way in this church. Fill us with your spirit, holy God. Touch us afresh. We are ready, we are in, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to praise God as as our response to all of these last few weeks. We're going to praise his name, because ultimately, that's what all this is about. Yeah? You're in and you can't get out. No, let's stand.